ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Make me feel good. Make Make me me feel feel good. The podcast. A hug for your ears. Maybe you've heard bats being called sky puppies because... Some people are not cursing the acid-stripped paint on their cars. They're in Tasmania, where there are only cute little microbats. The smallest ones weigh in at four grams. The largest are hefty, 30 grams or so. Vet nurse and zoologist Jordan Cameron is a fan. I think they're awesome. I wouldn't have got a little tattoo on my arm. That's not a little tattoo. That is a bigger tattoo (laughs) than any of the bats in Tasmania. Yeah, it actually is. There's more difference microbat to microbat than you might expect. Bats have personalities. I I never really knew about it until I started getting into them more. They're absolute little characters and, you know, they're actually better than fly traps at catching insects. They eat up to 50% of their body weight denied in insects. So, yeah, we want them around our houses to keep all the mozzies away and things like that. Jordan's home's the site of the first microbat rehabilitation aviary and a challenge has come up, as Vet Hospital Director Dr Tering Davies has discovered. Seriously, the first bat that I had to treat, we're talking an obese bat. We took some x-rays. It was just as much fat as it was bat. (laughs) And, um, yeah, we had to um, put it on a little exercise regime and a little feeding thing. We made it walk to get its food um, and we had to monitor its weight. Got a little bit above 30. Um, (laughs) No, no, sometimes you do. Tough crowd. Yeah, yeah, sometimes when they are self-feeding, you'll get one that absolutely loves their food and... You can't always monitor that. And uh, that particular bat went through the six weeks of training and that one got released recently. So happy end story. Some very cute pictures of an exercise bike in my head. What is the regime for a micro bat who needs more exercise? Uh, So what they've found is... Uh, ones that have been in care for a number of weeks often lose their fitness and that sort of thing. Um, there was a study that tested, you know, the fitness of bats if they just release them straight away or give them two weeks or four weeks or six weeks of flight training. And they found, of course, the ones with the most amount of fitness training, the six weeks, they had the best, best chance when released into the wild. It's feeding them where the carers can run into trouble. Early on when they come in, mealworms generally is the go-to, um, but it's kind of like feeding them hot chips. It's not the healthiest for them for a long, long term, but it gets them by. Um, Certain circumstances, you do need to make up like a blended diet, which is as gross as it sounds. It involves mealworms and some supplement powders and making sure that's all covered. Pups are different again. You actually have to make up your own milk formula with a bit of goat milk powder and other things in there. But when they're in the aviary, what I tend to do is I've got a little... Uh, bug catcher it's a uv light with a fan on it so all the moths and insects get attracted to that the fan draws them into a little catching canister and after that's been running for a couple of hours i then open it up into the aviary for them to fly around and for the bats to catch right how do mother bats feed their young typically ah kind of like us they're mammals as well and they lactate and yeah yeah uh, there's photos of little bat pups hanging on to mum as she flies around and things like that so yeah they must be minuscule oh they're tiny and yeah especially when you know it doesn't happen as often occasionally bat pups do come through and yeah they're, they're a two gram animal is very difficult to feed at times yeah what do you use to feed them uh, you do need to try a few different methods. Uh, the most recent one I had to try was you use little bits of foam and you drip the milk onto it and then they sort of latch onto the foam and suckle from that just because we don't have a teat size for them. And a syringe would be too big. 
Ah, uh, yeah. The hard thing about syringe as well is if you slip, you could put far too much milk into their face and mouth and nose and make them aspirate. So Aww. at least by slowly dripping on the foam, um, they can suckle away until that bit of foam is almost done and then you put another little drop. But the hard thing about the pups is... They sometimes feed too much, so stopping them feeding and getting that little bit of foam back from them can be a challenge. So this is the running theme, is that they really are the Labradors. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. the sky. There's been a couple I've had that, okay, you're eating a little bit too much. We might have to address that. And some will come in and be quiet and won't move and you have to really encourage them to feed. There's others that come straight in and absolutely gorge themselves. It's like a hotel stay for them. Woof. Woof.